Hello, welcome to Discovering Jazz. My name's Larry Sademan here in Victoria, B.C. For the next hour, you and I are going to discover some great jazz, including some on the fringes of the genre, sponsored by Peterborough Independent Podcasters. Five years ago, I celebrated International Women's Day by putting together a podcast on women in jazz. And since this year, International Women's Day falls on a Tuesday, the same day I upload my podcast, it's definitely time to do it again. Even though I'm sure you've noticed that I play lots of female jazz artists on this Discovering Jazz podcast. And there are sure lots to play. It seems like in those five years since my previous one, women have totally taken off in the jazz world. One person I only mentioned in my earlier podcast, episode 23, by the way, in case you want to review it, was Lil Harden. Later, Lil Harden Armstrong, after marrying Louis Armstrong and managing his career, as well as playing piano in his band, and before that, doing piano backup for Alberta Hunter and also for King Oliver's Creole Jazz Band. And she was very much a band leader and a songwriter, pinning tunes such as Strutting with Some Barbecue and one that Ray Charles made a hit out of in 1959 just for a thrill. She had been retired from the music business for many years and became a clothing designer, but she was coaxed out of retirement by Riverside Records and in 1961 put together another band. Here's a track from the album of that year. Lil Harden Armstrong, pianist, vocalist, and composer. Clip joint. Broken hearted oh.
joint. Let me out of here. Clip joint. Little Hardin Armstrong from 1961. There are lots of female vocalists, but the focus on today's episode is on women who do a lot more than just vocals. Let's move to Somebody Modern, an album from 2021 that's on a few best lists. She was only 22 when she recorded it. Her name is Nela Sinefro, and she plays an instrument called the pedal harp. And here she is with another prominent female player, British saxophonist Nubia Garcia. The album's called Space 8.1. This is Space 4. Thank you. 
interesting story about Nela Sinefro. She was studying jazz at school at age 18 and would sneak into a room that was supposedly off-limits to play this pedal harp. That was her, with saxophonist Nubia Garcia, as well as Lyle Barton on piano, Jake Long, drums, and double bassist. Twum, that's T-W-M, Dylan. I've listened to the whole Space 8.1 album and very much like it. Today, women in jazz. Now for someone I'm sure you've never heard of. A guitarist from Brazil, and forgive my pronunciation here, Rosina de Valenca from a 1966 German TV broadcast. This is called Contralokeo.
from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. That's Rosina de Vilanca from 1966 with J.T. Morelli's on flute, Rubens Bassini, Tamarum, Chico Bittero drums, and Sergio Barroso bass. Now, one thing you might be discovering as you listen to these great female artists is that most of the people playing with them are men. So we're nowhere close to gender parity in the jazz world. But one modern group I've played a few times on this series, uh, on this uh, Discovering Jazz podcast, is All Female. And their album did make it to number one on the American jazz charts. The group is called Artemis, and it's led by Vancouver-born pianist Rennie Rosness, along with Nanaimo's Ingrid Jensen on trumpet, Annette Cohen from Israel on clarinet, Melissa Aldana from Chile, tenor sax, Japan's Noriko Ueda on bass, and New York City's Allison Miller on drums. Also on some tracks, Cecile McLaurin-Salvant is a vocalist. Here is an Annette Cohen composition called Nocturno. Artemis.
And speaking of Artemis, on that track, you didn't hear much from trumpeter Ingrid Jensen. Let's rectify that. From Nanaimo, BC, Canada, which isn't at all far from where I live in Victoria, here she is from a CD I picked up recently at a thrift store. She plays compositions by various jazz artists and one American songbook standard, and one of her own compositions, the title tune, which I'll play now, Higher Grounds, Ingrid Jensen. Thank you. 
Ingrid Jensen, trumpet and composer, with Gary Thomas on tenor sax and flute, David Kikoski, piano and Fender Rhodes, Ed Howard bass, and drummer Victor Lewis. From 1999, that's Higher Grounds. Notes on the album include the famous jazz composer and orchestrator Maria Schneider saying that Jensen is one of the most compelling improvisers I know. So let's talk about Maria Schneider and play something by her. She has won multiple Grammys, such as her latest album, Data Lords, which also won Album of the Year in Downbeat Critics Poll. And she's frequently number one in the Composer, Arranger, and Big Band of the Year honors. Here she is in a collaboration with David Bowie from 2014. Schneider talked about the process of putting it together, stating, I sat at the piano there in front of him and played around with harmony a bit, and I then said, maybe I can imagine doing something with this. I experimented on my own for a couple of weeks before we again met and started working collaboratively based on those ideas. Schneider also recommended involving drummer Mark Juliana and saxophonist Donnie McCaslin. Here is the result. It's called Sue, or In a Season of Crime. David Bowie with the Maria Schneider Orchestra.
Maria Schneider Orchestra and David Bowie. In my first podcast on women in jazz from 2017, I played tracks by Regina Carter, Carla Blay, to whom I even devoted a full episode last year, Brandy Distraheft, Hiromi, Mary Lou Williams, Melba Liston, Jane Bennett, Melissa Aldana, and lesser-known artists Yissi Garcia and Deirdre Cartwright. I didn't want to repeat any of them for this year's International Women's Day program or programs, but I need to talk more about Mary Lou Williams because she is such an important figure in the history of jazz. She was a black pianist who put together arrangements for Duke Ellington, Louis Armstrong, Tommy Dorsey, Benny Goodman, Cab Calloway, and many others, as well as writing many compositions and recording under her own name. And in the 1940s, she made a transition from swing to bebop and was an influence on the likes of Thelonious Monk, Bud Powell, Charlie Parker, and Dizzy Gillespie. She also experimented with modal jazz, wrote three masses and a cantata, and even did a duo concert with free jazz artist Cecil Taylor. She died in 1981. Here's something from a recording she made for Pablo Records in 1978. The album is called My Mama Pinned a Rose on Me, and the tune is What's Your Story, Morning Glory, co-written by Mary Lou Williams in 1938. Mary Lou Williams with Buster Williams on bass.
Mary Lou Williams, What's Your Story, Morning Glory? This week, talking about women in jazz. One woman who seems to be everywhere, playing with so many different people, is Terry Lynn Carrington, who is the first woman to win a Grammy Award in the Best Jazz Instrumental Album category. That was 2013, and the album was Money Jungle, Provocative in Blue, a reimagining of Duke Ellington's classic album. And the year before that, her album, The Mosaic Project, with an all-female cast, won for Best Album. From that album, the Beatles song Michelle transformed into jazz, with Jerry Allen on piano, Ingrid Jensen trumpet, Teneki Postma saxophone, probably Esperanza Spalding on bass, and vocals by Gretchen Parlato, and of course, Terry Lynn Carrington on drums. Michelle, my belle, these are words that go together well. I love you.
drummer Terry Lane Carrington. Such an interesting rendition of Michelle, don't you think? For the last two selections on this program, part one of Women in Jazz, I have a couple who are well-known as vocalists, but my focus isn't on female vocalists, but instrumentalists who have made significant advances to the world of jazz. Now, both of these are women who excel on their instrument. One is a pianist, the other is an alto saxophonist. One I had never heard of before, the other is one with whom I probably couldn't be more familiar. Let's start with the new one, even though her only two albums under her name were in 1963 and 1965. Her name is Vi Red, and she's one of the very first women to make a name as a saxophonist, even though she's also a superb vocalist. She's still alive, she's retired, and the last known album she played on was Miriam McPartland's Now's the Time album in 1977. She uh, played in a bebop, hard bop, and post-bop jazz styles. Someday I'm going to put together an episode where I try to explain exactly what is meant by those styles. But for now, I'll just play something by Vi Red, where she does play her alto sax, Leonard Feathers, I'd Rather Have a Memory Than a Dream. Vi Red. Thank you. 
saxophonist Vi Red, and the second instrumentalist who is best known as a vocalist, the one with whom I am so familiar, is Nina Simone. From 1960, Nina at Newport. It's mostly instrumental. You'll very much hear that fugue style of playing where different melodies interweave. You'd be so nice to come home to. You've been listening to Discovering Jazz. This is Larry Sademan inviting you to tune in next week for the second installment. Well, technically the third of Women in Jazz. Bye for now. <laughs>